You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. If I could find those kids, that reward would change everything. But Kaz, you are not a bounty hunter. I have seen bounty hunters, and you are definitely not one of them. For that kind of money I am. It's a win-win situation, Niku. I make a ton of credits, get Tam's part fixed, and help these kids. What could go wrong? Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, rebels and Imperials, technological terrors and fantastic creatures legends so great you won't believe them but it's true all of it so what are you waiting for strap in and get ready to make the jump with rebel cells the star wars animation podcast Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Star Wars Resistance episode, The Children from Tehar. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Yes, what's going on, my friend, back talking Star Wars Resistance, Yeah, Children from Tehar, and before you unload on this episode, no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> uh, we got, you know, we, we always... Last few weeks, man, it's been rough for news. Um, yeah. Before we get into the episode, we'll get into some news here, folks. But uh, I, the only thing that kind of came to mind was I've been seeing this kind of floating around a couple of podcasts and some uh, some news sources was uh, sometimes I forget. This is the month, you know, six years ago. And mm-hmm. this or actually was October, um, but just a few days ago uh, was the buyout, was the uh, the sell from uh, George Lucas over to Disney to Iger. Yeah. And that famous picture of those two uh at the table and um what in a crazy i can't it's hard to believe it's been six years yeah, six years i remember the day that it that that the news hit you know yeah. it was crazy you know people were texting it's like this yeah. whole new thing was coming and and wow have they and, and i saw another story too mike about how um it's already made back it's 4.05 billion and oh, obviously yeah. That was going to be easily done. I mean, with it, with the movies and the and the, uh, the toys itself, it was going to go crazy. So now they're just now it's just all profit from here on out. But uh, but you man, you had a nice little list here. You just yeah. kind of racked off real quick. You want to? I mean, six years. This is what we got. Tell yeah. What we got. So I I just think that a lot of people go oh six years since since George Lucas sold out or since years six years since Disney started ruining Star Wars. Well, let's look at it just by the numbers here, okay? Uh, In the last six years, we've gotten four Star Wars movies, okay? So that's The Force Awakens, Rogue One, The Last Jedi, and Solo. Pretty good if you ask me. Uh, Four animated series. Yeah, that's right. Four animated series. Mm -hmm. We've got Star Wars Rebels. We've got The Freemaker Adventures. We've got Forces of Destiny, and we have uh, Star Wars Resistance. So that's that's four animated series. And then, I mean, technically, yeah, let's throw it in as well, because Lego Star Wars All-Stars. So that's five animated series, really, yeah. um, mm-hmm. since that started airing last week, right? So, uh, yeah, and uh, let's see, moving on there, two Battlefront video games, um, which I think is pretty awesome. I I don't particularly like the games, but I know that a lot of other people do. Um, and that is still great news. I mean, like we didn't have battlefront games before Disney. Um, 
way too many comic books and books to count, but just to name a few that were really great, uh, Shattered Empire was awesome. Um, I, the I, I, the first volume of Lando, I, the Darth Vader comics have been great. Yeah. Um, the Princess Leia I, 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 trade paperback was was fantastic. Um, they've they've just put out so many great comics. Not all great, but a lot of really good ones. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And the stuff that's really good is really, really good. So I feel like that kind of outweighs the bad. And then on the book front, you know, we've got the Aftermath trilogy. We've got uh, a great a great novelization from The Last Jedi. Um, uh, the Last Shot, which was a fantastic book. I really enjoyed that one. Um Man, what other Star Wars books have come out? There have been so many Star Wars books. Um, yeah, what's that trilogy with the Empire's, uh, the you know, the Wendig trilogy? That's the that's the aftermath trilogy. Yeah, aftermath trilogy. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and just yeah, just I mean, there's been hits like you said, hits and misses with the Thrawn. Yeah. I think we're a little down on that, but but there's some good ones in there as well. I mean, Claudia Gray is, seems to be the one that's really killing yeah. it as far as uh, Star Wars authors right now. She's probably yeah. at the top, if not. You know, top two or three yeah. authors right now. So yeah, I know. Not to mention, not to mention, awesome source books and um, the Women of Star Wars book that just came out. Um, yeah. That that I'd actually, I really want to get that book. Um, yeah, I yeah, just so many great things. I uh, that that um, you know, that, that have come out already that we've gotten in the last six years, not to mention all the stuff that's in the pipeline. I mean, next year we've got galaxy's edge. We've got the Mandalorian coming, which come on the Mandalorian. Um, about there. Yeah. 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 Clone Wars is coming back. Mm -hmm. I, uh, more video games on the way, more comics, more books. Um, and like most importantly, all these movies, I mean, like there are, you know, at least half a dozen movies that we know about, you know, we don't may, might not have details, but we know that they're, that they're in the pipeline. Right. So I don't know. I just think that, um, I, I mean, you guys know how I feel. I, I love star Wars. I love what Disney has done. Um, as a, like sort of as a general rule, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the direction that they've taken star Wars and the stuff that they've given us. Um, you don't have to love every single piece of it to think that Disney's doing a good job. I, yeah, it's a key, yeah. I can go back to it over and over and over again. Rogue One is not my cup of tea, but so many people love it. It must be pretty good. It must be some good Star Wars. It's obviously the Star Wars that other people were looking for. So, you know, you got to, like, sometimes you just have to accept that. You know, sometimes you just got to kind of get over your expectations and your hopes for whatever and and recognize that, like, well, in the grand sum of things, right, like when when you sort of look at the whole picture, Disney purchasing Lucasfilm has been a a win for the fans. Um, And and there's some people out there that maybe want to convince you otherwise. And I think that those people are straight up wrong. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, I'll go to the mat for Disney cause uh, I, man, there's so much great stuff. Look, I, five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, or let's even take it back to, uh, that, that brief period where we almost had those dark times again after revenge of the Sith. If we had gotten a series like star Wars resistance back then, I like, yeah, I would have been floored. Yeah. I have the luxury now. We're going to talk about this when we get into the episode. I have the luxury now of being picky about my star Wars animated series content. Mm -hmm. That is not something that I could have done back in the day when we got the Gendy Tartakovsky clone wars, there was no need to nitpick it and talk about like sort of, you know, go into the details and stuff on it. Just, just enjoy that. We got something that awesome. Um, now we have the luxury with so many great things that have come, 
uh, in the last few years to say, is Star Wars Resistance amongst the best? I don't know. Right? So, like, like we can actually talk about that. We can say, like, when when Clone Wars and Rebels were on, especially before the movies started hitting, there really wasn't that much else to talk about. When Clone Wars was on, there was nothing else to talk about. Right. There was the Clone Wars and there were some books. And that was basically it. I mean, like, video games were even, other than the Lego games, I, like, I don't know, man. Like, there really wasn't that much for a while there. Um, the Old Republic, I guess, right? And the comics were okay, but not really... When it was Dark Horse in those last few years, they weren't... I don't know that they were really doing anything that great. Um, some Clone Wars stuff every now and then, and that was about it. So yeah. now, like, the world that we live in now, where there's such a wealth of Star Wars content that we have the ability to go... Uh, maybe I won't watch Star Wars Resistance. Maybe yeah. I won't check out this or that or the other thing because whatever, I got enough Star Wars coming from this or that or the other thing. So, um, I think I think that there's a bit of a of a of a mentality like a sort of a consciousness shift that that we need to make as fans, and I'm I'm guilty of this as well, where not everything has to be for you. Um, not everything has to be your cup of tea and, and that's fine. It doesn't have to be exactly what you want it to be. I don't think that, that Star Wars resistance is what I want it to be. And, you know, part of me wants to like fight that and then and get into it and, and, you know, tear it down and whatever. And then the other part of me is like, well, it's not for me. Kara loves it. She loves the characters. She loves the color, the, the, um, the environment, the comedy, all of that stuff. She loves it. So, um, you know, and I've talked to other kids who also love it. Like they think that it's a great show. So, so who am I to say that it's not good? What I can say is, man, maybe it's not my cup of tea yet. They're building Mm -hmm. towards something. Again, we're going to talk about this, but, but you know, right now, as of right now with what we've got, it's just really not, it's just really not, setting my world on fire and that's a disappointment for me but um you know there's other stuff right now there's other awesome star wars stuff right now i i lego star wars all stars is right there and i mean i love it i don't know how much did you have you seen all of it yet matt no, I, I'm way behind. Yeah, so so am I because I can It's really hard for me to track down the episodes, but yeah. like the the shorts. But I've seen a few of them, and and you know, like it's it's exactly what I wanted. It's it's more of the great uh, uh, Freemaker Adventures style uh, yeah. comedy playing with the Star Wars galaxy. So um, we're gonna get into to um, Lego Star Wars All Stars later um there's only 10 episodes currently slated for star wars resistance so unless they make an announcement soon and tell us that there's more episodes coming i i imagine we're going to be waiting a little while for season two um and i think that this this might end up because it's 10 episodes but i can see that 10 episodes actually technically being 12 because we've got the recruit part one and two and then, you know, eight episodes in there and then another two-parter to finish off the season. I can see that being the case. So so I think really we'll have like 12, um, like if you want to call them syndicated episodes that will air uh, uh, for repeats. But, but really um, 10 opportunities to sit down and watch Star Wars Resistance. If that's the case, Resistance will be done before Christmas. And, uh, and, and, and we'll be on a break. Um, with that in mind, we're going to tackle Lego Star Wars All-Stars at that point. Um, mm-hmm. Once, when, when there's a bit of a break, it's, it's just mostly, it's just logistics and it's hard for Matt and I to also yeah. do that show um, at the same time that we do this. But um, the, the regular episodes start airing, I believe this Saturday or Sunday. Um, oh. and there's four weeks of that. So 
there'll be plenty to talk about there and I'm excited about that because I want to see what that's going to be about I want to see I want to see what all that is I also want to see the the three shorts um, and the couple other ones that I that I haven't gotten to see yet that that aired this past Saturday I I'm, man it sucks in Canada like it's not even Disney XD doesn't even have it listed as a show it's oh, really? just like yeah it's nowhere it's not on my PVR at least it wasn't it wasn't last week I don't know like I'll, I'll check right now as we talk but um yeah it's it's very weird it's almost like it doesn't even exist up here because hmm. the YouTube uh postings of it are region locked which is just you know totally awesome um <laughs> it makes me really happy that yeah. I can't watch those YouTube videos but uh yeah, it's kind of it's no good, but um, yeah, yeah. The only things that come up on my PVR for Star Wars are Rebels and Resistance right now. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, like even if Resistance right now isn't my cup of tea, I feel like it's building towards something that I'm going to enjoy more in season two and and onward. But but that doesn't really matter because we've got Clone Wars coming back next year. We've got the Mandalorian gearing up. And I'm just looking at these things and going like, what a great time to be a Star Wars fan. There's never been a better time. Yeah. They're, they're, they're yeah. literally building a Star Wars land in Disneyland for us right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. I said, I think the same thing. You know, I, I look at it and I go six years. And, and as you started typing out this list, I'm like, damn, I guess I kind of forgot what they've done in, in a matter of mm. just six years. And again, not everything has hit out of the park and there's been some bumps and bruises along the way. Um, but I mean, for the most part, when you talk about the movies and the, the animated series and the games, even though the games weren't, you know, that I, I thought the story element of the games were great. The comics, some of the comics are really good. For yeah. My favorite. Um, you talk about the Mandalorian. I'm hyped about that. We're seeing who's behind it uh, and all the hype behind. I'm really excited to see what, Benioff and Weiss do with their trilogy, and you got Ryan Johnson going on his own route, which I think is going to be interesting when he gets his own, not have to, when he doesn't have to work inside of a saga thing, when he just gets to do his own thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, to see what he does with that. So, yeah, I mean, shoot, when you start to look at it, you can kind of, geez, I mean, they, they're really, really crushing it. I mean, um, some really, really good stuff. And of course, like I said, and you said too, Mike, you don't have to like everything. There's some things that I, that haven't hit for me as, as much as I thought they would, or I hope they would, but you can't deny what Disney has done for this franchise is crazy. I mean, they've already made their 4.05 billion back and, um, it's, you know, onward and upward. And, and like you said, lots more good stuff coming movies and, and comics and books and all that. So it's been a good, it's been a good six years, uh, for me. I'm who would have ever thought, you know, we back in 2012, you know, over the summer, we're just like, talking about clone wars and that was it you know and just going back and rehashing some of the old stuff and yeah and that huge massive massive surprise back in october with everything coming back man that was it was crazy i'll never forget that day it was a crazy day but uh but yeah i don't know anything else going on in the news nothing else really right no, nothing else in the news right now. It's kind of quiet. I mean, things are kind of slowly dribbling out from the Mandalorian and uh, and uh, Episode Nine sets. So if you want to go look for that stuff, you can find that stuff online. But we're not really going to yeah. talk about it in depth until there's something to talk about. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I imagine, you know, we're we're zeroing in on uh, Episode Nine hype territory. Yeah. Almost um, a year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we got to get like a title's got to be coming sometime in the next three or four weeks. Um, I imagine we're with that that title. We're gonna get a little bit of a teaser, a teaser, teaser. Um, <laughs> uh, man, I got my fingers crossed. I mean, come on, yeah. For the holidays, come on, man. Give us yeah. something to really I hope pump so. us. Yeah, yeah. I hope we'll so. Keep- so, so yeah. So that's something to to kind of keep your. Eyes and ears peeled for every morning I wake up and go, is this going to be the day that we get some uh, some sweet, yeah. sweet episode yeah. nine news? But um, but yeah, there's also the Mandalorian to, to look forward to, as well as the Clone Wars. I mean, like we could get a trailer for the Clone Wars anytime. Um, we still don't really know like dates or anything for any right. of this stuff other than episode nine. Um, so that means, you know, like like there's got to be a, a date announcement for 
uh, Clone Wars, and uh, uh, there will be a date announcement for The Mandalorian, and I imagine that we'll get some media along with those things. So lots to look forward to, um, but it's a little bit quiet right now. I think as they just want us to sort of soak in Star Wars Resistance and Lego Star Wars All-Stars. I think that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, there's a new season of content on Battlefront with General Grievous yeah. arriving. So if you play Battlefront 2, you know, you're, you got stuff to do over there. There's some really cool books out right now. There's just there's lots of really cool Star Wars stuff to to keep you entertained while they work on whatever's coming next. But uh, yeah. that's basically that's it. it. Do you want to jump into the episode? Yeah, you know what? Let's jump in. Let's do it. <clears throat> Calculate the jump, Chop. How is my boyfriend doing? Maybe I can help you. I am Boba Fett. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there. Don't think about it. Kenobi. Ahsoka! Hand it over, Ewok. No. So you mean to tell me you were staging a rescue, not attempting to hijack a Jedi starship? You're welcome! Now, it's time for the Rebel Cells. Episode Recap. So, uh, today we're talking, uh... The Children from Tahar. This is written by Paul G. Uh, Giacopo, uh, directed, of course, Justin Ridge and Saul Ruiz. He's been uh, directing a couple of these episodes uh, this early this early season. Um, Michael, start off. Let's do it. Uh, Tam begrudgingly enlists Kaz's help installing an acceleration compensator. He's eager to assist, but ends up breaking the rare part. Tam reacts as expected, and while dodging wrenches, Kaz promises to pay for a replacement. Mike, you want to you want to hit that second, and then uh, I got a couple things to yeah, say sure. about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dejected, Kaz takes a seat at Anzi's. Soon joined by Niku, he overhears a conversation about a bounty: twenty thousand credits for tracking down two children. This is the break Kaz needs to pay for a new compensator. So what do you got? What do you, what do you got for me? Lay it on me. Well, let's see. I'm just gonna kind of I'm just kind of breaking down what's going on. So I like obviously we're on the Colossus still. We're um, in their little shop there. Team is working on the uh, fireball, and Kaz ends up like he normally does. Like we've seen uh, a lot in, in these first few episodes. He he uh, ends up breaking the acceleration yeah. compensator, and Tam is upset. She throws a wrench. You got that little comedy thing going on there with the, for the kids, obviously. Um, a little lightheartedness to open up this episode. But it's where it's in Aunt Z's where the, you kind of start to get a feel of where this episode is going to go. Um, he's funny. Kaz can't even afford a couple of sips of, of water. I mean, he's that broke. But he sees a, a Gotal and a Rodian. They're talking about this reward. 20,000 credits for these two missing children. This is the one of the episodes that when we talked about what was coming up, I was like, oh, this will be interesting to see where they go with these two children. Who are they? What What's the purpose? Um, but uh, – he persuades Niku to help him find the kids so he can get the reward. He wants to buy the new compensator. Uh, he wants to do the right thing. Uh, but he also talks about this symbol. Um, I still don't know what that symbol is. I don't know if you have any clue or do we even know exact. I didn't try to look it up or anything. I just didn't recognize the symbol. Um, are we to assume we don't know yet? Do you know anything about it? I don't know anything about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it looks very Star Warsy. And, and kind of alien, but it's not familiar to me, not instantly at least. So okay, Something yeah. from the planet, okay. But um, I think I know where you're going uh, as far as – I saw your post on Twitter about yeah. it's, it's, it's all about Kaz right now. They're not really exploring anybody else. And I obviously it's uh, – you know, we're five episodes in and you're exactly right. It's, we're kind of just focused on Kaz and we haven't got a chance to – my what looks like I mean one of my favorite characters is uh, Yeager. Um, he wasn't even yeah. in this episode. Well, he was in like for a couple seconds. He has like one line. One yeah. line, right? So yeah. I understand what you're saying. You wanted to you yeah. want to comment on now or wait till later? No, no, I'll jump into it now. So um, yeah, I mean, 
This is where I get into the thing that, that, you know, like I'm disappointed in the series thus far, but not because it's a bad show, just because it's very clearly different from what I was expecting, what I thought it was going to be and what I, what I kind of wanted it to be, you know, um, I was looking at like Star Wars crossed with Top Gun crossed with uh, Speed Racer. Right. Yeah. I thought that's what we were going to get here, where it's, you know, we're going to get a cocky um, uh, ace pilot um, making his way through the universe and moving up the ranks on the Colossus in these races. Um, we've never seen a full race from start right. to finish. The closest that we got was in the second episode in, in the second half of the recruit when Kaz crashes his ship. Um they better be building towards something really awesome with the fireball. Like the fireball better end up being one of the coolest ships that we've ever experienced in star Wars and Kaz better do some really cool stuff because they are constantly working on it. But like there's no, there's no progress. You know what I mean? Like that. So there, there's all this stuff where it's like the story is, moving forward but it feels almost like it's on a treadmill and it's kind of just moving in place so like Mm -hmm. things happen and characters become aware of things and and whatever and like towards the end of this episode there's definitely some movers and shakers figuring some stuff out and and sort of i i setting some things up for the future which i am excited for but at the same time it's like you can't like they're just like peppering in a you know 30 second blip here and a one minute clip here and it's just to me like it's just not enough and then the other side of that and i talked about this last week they made such a big deal about the aces and then they have avoided that subject i don't even want to say that like oh well they're being underserved uh it's not that they're being underserved We've never gotten names on screen for half of them. We right, know yeah. we know who Tora is. We know who Hype is. Hype, right. But like the only reason that we know other characters' names is because they were in promotional videos. So we know that you know there's Freya and uh, Griffo Halloran and well, I don't I can never remember the the Keldors name the 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 plo coon looking guy um i think it's something with a p right but like like that's just it it's like these guys are supposed to be important or at least it was hyped to us that they were going to be important and then they're not important um so i don't know like i like i really hope that they are building towards this and that we're going to get there and it's going to be worth the wait but um and next week i'm really looking forward to because poe is back and uh so we're going to get a little bit of Poe in a Starfighter, uh, I, you know, uh, fighter pilot action. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, Kaz and Poe will be out on an adventure together. But um, but I don't know. Like, it just the show has focused. It's chosen to focus on Kaz so much that um, t- to me, for, for my money, it, that's that's been a little bit disappointing. Uh, Kaz is a fine character. I just, I just don't think that he warrants this much screen time. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I think he's a fine character. I just don't think he's as strong as any of the characters from Star Wars Rebels, like any of the main cast from Rebels. Um, I don't think that he really holds a candle to any of the Clone Wars cast, you know, because you're talking about obviously Anakin and Obi-Wan and Mace and Yoda. and uh, But even characters that didn't really get their, their due in the movies like Plo Koon and, uh, and, and Kit Fisto, they get one episode, you know, or two or three episodes to shine and they and they do. I mean, like, think about Kit Fisto in the in the full run of Clone Wars. The most content we've gotten from Kit Fisto from that character, we're talking about quite literally what four mm-hmm. episodes? Yeah, maybe five. I'm trying to think if he shows up in anything else because there's the three parter parter on 
Mon Calamari, uh, where he's he's featured very heavily, and then he's got his one parter. And then I'm trying to think, like, is there anywhere else where he's, like, the main character of an arc? And I don't think that there is, you know? So, like, Clone Wars manages to make that character lovable and really, like, like, like bring that character home and, and give us a lot of time to develop with him in such a small amount of time. That's the same amount of time. That's less than the amount of time that we've gotten with... Kaz overall and I don't think that they've like really like dug into Kaz as much as they did Kit Fisto um, or certainly like Plo Koon gets some great stuff Mace Windu gets some great stuff in the Clone Wars in very short amounts of screen time and uh, and I, I I just think for, for me they could be doing more but I also think that they don't care to do more <laughs> that's not what they're after right they're they're telling this story and it's for an audience and I just might not be in that audience um, yeah that, that's yeah. a big one I think yeah I mean I it's tough I mean this is this is tough for them to come in with brand new characters and, mm-hmm. and like I've pointed out where like you take out a couple of the people we know and it's hard to even recognize it as a Star Wars type show whereas stuff like the clone wars from the minute it starts it you know you got characters that we've known for decades with you know yoda and anakin and obi-wan and stuff like that so definitely has a but totally different story i think is it was going for a different um even though it was animated definitely an older base um yeah was watching that thing so yeah it's it's i totally get react this is one of those shows where unfortunately i'm not like I can't wait to see what's going to happen next week. Like the Clone Wars was doing, yeah. you know, and some of the stuff that we got from rebels, this was just like, Oh yeah, it's Sunday at resistance. Let's see what happens. You know, there was yeah. a couple of things that were interested in me in the promos. I'll see what happens. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with that. I so. think, I think the biggest thing is that if you as a star Wars fan told me you weren't watching the Clone Wars, I wanted to grab you and shake you <laughs> and slap you in the face and say, you're making a horrible mistake yeah, with right? star Wars rebels it was not quite that intense, but I was like, look, man, you're missing out. It's a great show. Um, these are awesome characters. It's every bit as Star Wars as the Clone Wars was. Um, with Star Wars Resistance, if you tell me, I'm not really into this show. I'm out. I'm not going to watch it. I got to go like, yeah, I get you. I understand. Yeah. I, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. you know, that's like that's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's totally up to you, you know? Um, but you know what, you know what, there, there's some people that were kind of like that with, with rebels. Yeah. And then you say, but man, when you get to that season two and yeah. some of the stuff with season two and some of the stuff with Vader, Vader and, stuff, and, yeah. and like, Oh man. And then season three, when you start bringing in Darth Maul and it's crazy. Uh, yeah. And four with the Mandalorians and everything else that goes on. Right. And that's yeah. the, I think that. I think maybe that is really the biggest thing. And I think talking this through, I may have just uncovered this. I think I just figured out what's going on. Just figured out, folks. Uh, breaking news. <laughs> yeah. So we're obviously in different eras, right? And in, uh, in Clone Wars era, we're surrounded by all of these great parts of the prequel saga, the prequel trilogy. Um, and we're tying it into stuff from the classic trilogy, right? Constantly, here, left and right. You know, Anakin and Obi-Wan getting frozen in carbonite to get into the Citadel. And I, I, stuff like that, that it's like, oh, Jabba showing up and, and them establishing stuff with, between Jabba and Obi-Wan and stuff going on that's like, okay, cool. You know, like we've, we're, we're building some stuff. Um, we're bringing things in from the wider galaxy. Uh, Star Wars Rebels... Uh, peppering in, you know, like, oh, you know, they're moving these giant kyber crystals. What could they need these giant kyber crystals for? What could they possibly need all of these for? Um, and that's obviously tying into to A New Hope and building the Death Star and, and, uh, and Vader and just like, you know, we're crossing into the original trilogy 
um, with Leia showing up and stealing the Y wings and and the carrier ship and eventually the X wings and and just all of that, just just fantastic stuff, bridging the saga, uh, the sagas uh, trilogies, and I uh, I bring the Mandalorians into it, doing all of this stuff, right? And then you've got Star Wars Resistance, which exists in this weird spot really close to the force awakens and kind of hovering outside the no fly zone. I feel like, cause there aren't a lot of stories happening in the, the, the sequel era right now. Right. There's a couple, the Poe Dameron comics definitely did. Um, I, I really honestly feel like everything that they've explored in post Jedi, other than the stuff that's been in the books, has been really like kind of circling around Poe Dameron as a character. Shattered Empire, the Poe Dameron comics. Mm-hmm. Um, even even when you talk about Battlefront, uh, Inferno Squadron is kind of the the flip side of Poe's story. It's like Poe, like Shara Bay, and and all of that stuff is the rebellion side, and then you flip it to the other side, and uh, and and. Um, Aiden uh, uh, Versio is the imperial side of mm. that story, right? What happens when when the empire is defeated, right? Um, mm. So we're kind of like we're kind of like revolving around the same stuff, and then aftermath is kind of similar, but it's still sticking really close to Return of the Jedi. But like this this era, this close to um, to the Force Awakens, there's kind. I think that there's a hesitance to connect it into the larger galaxy because we're not ready to reveal, or more importantly, we're not ready to nail down what's Mm -hmm. going on with the first order, with the resistance, with all Mm -hmm. that stuff. So let's keep Kaz at arm's distance so that we have room to write those stories and that so that an animated series isn't, pigeonholing a character or you know establishing a timeline for something that we're then going to have to pay off in the movies or at least reference or or unfortunately in some instances contradict right so i think that they're just being really careful and that might be that might be the thing that's disconnecting is that they've basically been told Okay, we're going to tell the story about a kid in the resistance, but he's a kid in the resistance who kind of can't join the resistance. And it's almost like season one is them like holding him back. And I wonder, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, season two will be airing in the lead up to episode nine. Yeah. And if this series is taking place a year to six months before um, the force awakens, then, you know, like, like where are we at in terms of the story in season two leading into season three, we must be at that point past the force awakens and into the last Jedi, maybe even past the last Jedi and into the time between the last Jedi and episode nine, which makes sense. I mean, like, I think that uh, like, Next year, you want to start hinting that that's where you're going. And then when season three hits, that's where you want to be. You want to be telling a story about these resistance pilots and tell and filling in gaps between eight and nine. Right. So like that could be the long game here. And that's why I'm like that. I think that's why I'm trying not to be too negative and why I've kind of held off on some Mm -hmm. of my feelings about the show, because um, because I want to give it the chance. I want to, I want to give it an opportunity. Um, and this week's episode was better than the majority of the season so far. So, um, yeah. yeah, I do. I do think like, this is a little bit more what I want and, and I want it to sort of move more in this direction, but at the same time, it's still, it's not enough. It's not enough for me. I want more, but well, let's see what, well, you know, we were just talking about the the children, um, yeah. and, and I can continue with that. As you know, says here, as it turns out, the children, uh, Isla or Isla, uh, and her older brother Kel are on the Colossus after stealing some food and trying to evade an angry vendor. 
Uh, they literally run into Kaz. Kaz says he wants to help them, but they don't listen, pushing him away. The boy, however, drops a pendant with a mysterious insignia. So that uh, symbol shows up again uh, on the uh, arm of the boy or some kind of a... It's like a gauntlet like, or something that he's wearing. Yeah, um, yeah so he sees that. So um, go ahead, Michael, continue. Yeah, I uh, sorry. We're on the we're on Niku, right? Niku takes Kaz down to the engineering level of the Colossus. There, he introduces him to the Ch- Ch- Chilidae. Is that is that how he pronounces it? I think Chil- he says Chilidae. Like Chilidae, yeah. plotting shellfolk with the ability to slow down their life systems, who keep the massive platform operational. They promise to stay on the lookout for the missing children. Shortly thereafter. Kaz is summoned to meet Captain Doza. So, um, yeah, these these uh, turtle people are basically the ones who they're they're kind of the caretakers of the Colossus, and they're yeah, um, new species. Yeah. yeah, new species, highly technical, uh, yeah. and uh, and just kind of you know slowly moving around, but but getting the job done. And yeah. uh, I love them. I think that this is a fantastic addition to Star Wars. Yeah, um, I do too. Yeah. yeah. I I I quite I found myself quite enamored with them while I was watching the episode. <laughs> yeah. And well, they're uh, a- and they're heroic, which I like by the end of the yeah, episode. Yeah. Well, they and then one of the things that we'll see later is they can go dormant, which is interesting and it was funny kind of watching them uh the first time we saw them here. One of them yeah. they just kind of go on their backs. And and they kind of just go out in the dormant. So it's kind of funny to see them just kind of fall over, you know, like, yeah, they're on their yeah. back now. They're, they're out of it. But uh, I'll continue. Doza is suspicious of Kaz's actions of late. Kaz turns over the artifact he recovered and Doza dismisses him. He immediately contacts Captain Phasma. It was the first order who placed the bounty on the children. Phasma says they are a part of a high ranking family within the first order and she will send agents to retrieve them immediately. So this is where it starts to get interesting in the, in the office of uh, Doza's office, Kaz explains that he wants to find the kids for uh, the reward money. And he doesn't get Doza's point when he insinuates uh, about, you know, who would be offering that much money or that much reward for a couple of kids. It's like, he, he doesn't get it. You know, yeah. like, man, that's a lot of money for two kids. What is it? You know, it's not just some random kids that are that are missing. So it's funny that uh, he doesn't kind of realize what's going on here. And Captain Doza asks Phasma who the missing children are. She claims they're from a high-ranking First Order family. So um, they let the speculation begin. I don't know. Obviously, I think in this episode we don't really get any answers. Who are they? You know, what family are they? I don't know yet. But um, definitely – Oh, I think we have an idea later on um, of of why they want to get them, but I don't think yeah. we know who the family is yet. Uh, I think that's where I'll go with that. But do uh, you any, any, do you are do you believe Phasma when when that that's what, what we're said, told? Because uh, I don't no, I don't no. believe Phasma. I think I think that these children are. I will just get into the speculation, right? I think that they're force sensitive, and I think that that. Snoke ordered Kylo Ren to to wipe out yeah. this whatever this village this this settlement um and these two children escaped and they're loose ends so they know what happened and the first order is currently trying to keep their they're trying to they're trying to to play it close to the vest cuz they don't want people to know that they exist until Star Killer base is ready right mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once Starkiller base is ready, then, you know, they're they'll be ready to to strike against the New Republic and and make their move. And and that's kind of where we're at in the films now. Right. Is that is that even though Starkiller base is destroyed, um, they've they've shown that they have the power to wipe out an entire system um, and they have all these ships and everything. So, like, they're 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 formidable right but but people don't know that yet so i think that these kids are are loose ends that could tell the galaxy yeah hey this is what the first order is up to they are committing acts of genocide they're murdering people um they're they're sort of um they're they're worse than the empire 
at this point, right? Yeah, you know what's funny is I I had the same. Obviously, we'll get to the end of it. We'll I, we'll talk about it a little more. But yeah, yeah my definitely thought ending this was oh they just they have to get rid of him because they've seen too much. Yeah, but think you I think you're definitely onto this. I don't know why it should have uh, clicked and it didn't click until I started talking about it. But yeah, I'm, that, it's totally possible that another reason is if they were force sensitive, I mean, that'd be a huge threat um, yeah. if they were into the wrong hand. So yeah, that's very interesting. And I think you're right. I think this whole family thing is just Phasma's way of saying, yeah, we need to get them back. So whatever you do, get them back. This is a high yeah. first order family. You don't want to disappoint a first order high, you know, non-military family. Don't do that. So interesting. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll yeah. keep going here. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, uh, luckily, the Chilidae, 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 <laughs> whatever, find El- <laughs> Isla and Kel. Kaz says that he genuinely wants to help them get home. But the children explain that they're not missing. Rather, they ran away. Kylo Ren destroyed their entire village on Tahar, and they were the only ones to survive. So that's really like that's kind of the crux of it, right? Why would yeah. Kylo Ren? It's one yeah. thing for the First Order to do it. And that this is the only thing that makes me think that there's a that there's a force connection here. Either either these this village held some sort of secret about the Jedi or the Force or the Sith or something, or there were force sensitive people in the in their midst. Um, whether they knew it or not, maybe I don't know. But why do you send Kylo Ren? Yeah. Kylo Ren only shows up for the important stuff. He only shows up to find the map to Skywalker. He only shows up to deal with, um, you know, the leaders of the resistance, stuff like that. He is not, he's not just cruising around the galaxy doing Snoke's dirty work. They have more than enough troopers to deal with stuff like that. Right. Um, if Kylo Ren is there, it's because they're looking for something and the force is going to be an important part of that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That kind of that kind of makes me lean towards the idea of these children being force sensitive. It also just the title of the the episode, the children of Tahar, is very um, reminiscent of a season two episode of Clone Wars, Children of the Force, and uh, uh, Children from Tahar is the name of the episode. Children of the Force is the Clone mm-hmm. Wars episode. I keep getting it like sort of not mixed up, but like I keep saying Children of Tahar um, instead of from. But but you know it's still it kind of echoes that, and I don't know if that's a hint or if I'm just reading too much into it. Probably the latter, but there's always room for the former. So um, yeah, I don't know. I I. This is one of the reasons why I feel like this episode stands out to me as one of the better ones, because there's actually something going on here. This isn't just hijinks on the Colossus. This is this is. And I think that this reinforces what I was saying earlier, what I just realized tonight while recording. This uh, is a connection to the larger galaxy and what's going on. Remember when. I I Rebels was only on Lothal and then all of a sudden in season two we started going out into the galaxy and working for the Rebel Alliance and the show just expanded so much and got so much bigger and better from there Mm -hmm. Um, like we're kind of we're kind of in that season one of Rebels Um, we're not relying on the ensemble as much which I think is the reason why it's not working for me as much as as Rebels did in its first season but um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's so funny. What have I been saying since Clone Wars ended? You know, I would do the next show, whatever the next show is going to be. Oh, I just hope there's no Jedi. I hope no lightsabers, no Jedi. Just you know, just focus on Star Wars, right? No Jedi, no Jedi. Mm-hmm. This show is almost completely devoid of the Force. I uh, I except for maybe these couple of hints here and there, add yeah, some right. stuff, and. I am so lost without it, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's just like, is it, is it even star Wars mm-hmm. without, without the force, without a force sensitive character, without, um, at least, you know, the echoes of the Jedi somewhere in yeah. that story. So I don't know, maybe this, this is a hint at something. Yeah. In the I, future. I, I hope so. Yeah. When they do this, when they really tie it into the, the overarching, main saga it definitely 
kind of perks your ears up a little bit. And you really pay attention. And, and I was doing the same thing about this when they started talking about, you know, the first order and Kylo Ren, they mentioned his name. And it makes me think of like uh, when he visited, you know, when he was going after Laura Santeca on Jakku and how his, his shuttle came down and kind of wiped out a village. It yeah. kind of, I think this might have been the same type of thing that happened to, uh, to them on Tehar where they did this, where he just comes in and just tears it up and just getting rid of everybody, you know, yeah. and, 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 and this to where we, now it, it's got us thinking, oh, wait, maybe this is not just somebody who saw that the first order is getting ready to take over. We got to get them all out of here. But maybe he felt something that there's something with these there's that, like you said, force sensitive. So really starts to get a little more interesting when you start breaking it down like that. Um, I'll continue with Elias suffering from a broken leg. Kaz, Niku and Kel go out or topside to find a medical herb. They're quickly spotted by the gold-armored Commander Pyre and the First Order Stormtroopers who chase them back down into engineering. But Kaz has a plan. You know what's funny is uh, it looked like Kylo's shuttle shuttle was landing on the Colossus. I'm, I'm guessing that there's like – I'm not sure exactly what his shuttle was called, but I thought he had the only one. So I'm assuming there's more. Yeah, it, that was kind of weird to me, but – Pyre seems to be important in some way, right? So that's right. Go ahead, Mike. I sorry, where, I'm, I'm losing my place. When Commander Pyre, yeah, is that where we're at? Yep. Yeah, when Commander Pyre and his troops arrive, Isla and Kel intentionally jump through an open grate and seemingly plummet into the icy waters below. Scanners detect their life signs slowing, and Pyre informs Phasma that the children are no more. She is pleased. So we kind of, I mean, like, there's a lot of action in between there um, uh, of, you know, being chased around oh, by right. the First Order troopers and stuff like that. But but you guys know, like, it's uh, there's an action sequence. <laughs> and then stuff happens. Um, there's yeah. nothing worse to me than having action sequences described to you, which is why I have such a hard time with Star Wars novels. But Yeah. yeah. Well, it says... Uh, well, Last two here. Yeah. Elia and Kel are very much alive, however, safely caught during their fall. It was two Chilliday in the water who slowed their life systems, tricking the stormtroopers. With the First Order believing they perished, the children should be safe. I hear. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this off, okay? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, this is the last thing that we're – this is the big thing that we're going to want to talk about. Uh, Kaz, with the help of some friends, fixes the compensator and returns it to Tam. You really are full of surprises, Kaz, she says. What other secrets are you hiding from me? Soon after, Kaz, soon after, Kaz reports back to the Resistance and fills Elo Asti in on recent events. Elo says that Kaz is doing excellent work, and the young spy walks off proudly. So, um, yeah, this is very interesting, right? I Poe is kind of keeping tabs on things, reporting back. Although, like, maybe, like, is he? I don't know. Like, what's, like, maybe he just told Elo, you know, uh, if this kid calls, just tell him that he's doing a good job. Um, uh, just, like, you know, like, prop him up. Uh, uh, he's He is doing important work, but he needs encouragement sort of thing. Um, but But he does actually, I mean, like, I really feel like this is the first time in the series that Kaz gets a win, a real win, right? Yeah. Um, he doesn't accidentally or, you know, like, I mean, like the episode with, uh, with, um, with, uh, Jace, uh, Rucklin was, that was a win, but it was kind of different. That was a situation that he got himself into and then he gets himself out of and he saves the day. But, uh, but it's, but he caused the problem. This is a situation where he actually, you know, uh, he and Niku, uh, intervene in something and, um, and they save innocent lives and they, they hopefully have, have struck a blow against the first order. Um, there might be a cost there. They've, they've definitely put themselves on Doza's radar and he's a character that, it's a little unclear where his allegiances are going to fall. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, this, the end of this episode is kind of interesting to me in the sense that this is the first time that we get to see, you know, he really is, you know, working for the resistance. He is a spy, uh, mm -hmm. for, for the resistance and, and that's all kind of coming together. So 
Yeah. Oh. Well, you mentioned uh, the Poe Dameron comic. I, you know, Kaz was talking with Ello, and he mentions that Poe is on other missions and that there are other, you know, resist, like he says, resistance spies besides Kaz. And I think, I believe that's part of the plot of the Poe Dameron comic, if I yep. remember right. Definitely, so they're kind of yeah. throwing that in there. Uh, and then also, you know, he talks about, Ello talks about um, General Organa will want to hear about uh, this right away. And he, he was talking about Kylo Ren and the First Order Army. So. Uh, obviously, her son is out there, to wreck and shop out there. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's the part, and and these these parts with you know talking about the first order and what's going on with them and Kylo Ren. That's definitely the part that really makes me uh, intrigued about this. Even though these stories haven't been like we've talked about earlier, it just hasn't been hitting as hard as we had hoped it would hit yet. But you know, um, they throw these nuggets in there, and it's kind of interesting. And we'll see how this. Like I said, we'll see how this uh, season kind of progresses and where, yeah. they, you know, what's the end game? I, I don't know exactly. It's it's hard. Like if you, if someone asked me, like, where do you think they're going with the end of the season? Like, what do you think they'll end up? I'm like, I have no idea right now because, I mean, obviously some of the first order stuff. I think we're going to be hitting towards the end and and possibly Kylo Ren or something like that or Phasma, obviously. But I I don't know. I don't know what else. Where could they go to make it really? Like a season finale, what would they do? I have no idea yet. So uh, it's going to be a wait and see type yeah, of thing. I don't know. I mean, like we're we're in a space where eventually, you know, we could run into uh, in this season, we could run into Han Solo and Chewbacca on the Aravana. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I sort of maybe en route to pick up those Wrath Tars or soon after they pick up those Wrath Tars. You never know. Um, mm-hmm. They're... they're there was a story in the Poe Dameron comics where, where Black Squadron did cross paths with Han and Chewie. Um, they never met face to face, but it definitely happened. And uh, so that is, you know, like there's there's opportunity for something like that to happen. Um, yeah. yeah, Kylo Ren, I, I, the First Order, Captain Phasma. Although, like they've set up with Pyre and. Um, and uh, Major Von Reg, these, you know, they, they they did what they did in Star Wars Rebels with the Inquisitors, right? We have these unique characters, lower level characters, to fulfill the role of nemeses and yeah. uh, uh, story fodder, potential, potential yeah. deaths to happen um, mm-hmm. in the lead up to The Force Awakens. So I imagine that we'll get a bit of a showdown. Uh, or I should say another showdown between Von Reg and uh, and Kaz because that in the first episode, yeah. uh, Kaz is the the only one who manages to to score a hit on Von Reg and then Von Reg flees. So um, you know I'm sure that he wants to settle that score and I'm sure that uh, we'll have to wait and see who is victorious in that battle. I imagine it would be Kaz, but. Um, yeah, I, I. So, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna, I was gonna say no. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, before, well, before we get to next week, Mike, we do have yeah. actually um, a message on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Campbell. Um, I, did you see that one from uh, Matt Campbell? No. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Read yeah. it. Okay. So he says, uh, "I really thought we were going to uh, get Kaz not being a major goof off, but no. Despite Kaz being Kaz." I was really intrigued by the story with the kids and the First Order. I loved that they are building this legend of Kylo Ren. I really like Pyre, and I'm curious where he is during the events of The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. I came across a theory on Twitter that Niku is the First Order spy. Does any ha- uh, does anyone have any thoughts on that? So he's thinking he's. I don't. I didn't see this, but. Um, you know, it's it's funny. Like you could almost go to each one of them and go, "Well, man, I wonder if that guy could be a spy." Like you know, Yeager, can he be a spy? Or Niku? Or BB-8? Is BB-8 obviously the spy uh, or uh, spy for the resistance? But he's he's talking about uh, Niku. Um, that'd be a crazy twist, Mike. I don't. You have any yeah. thoughts on that? I think that the spy can be anyone. I think mm-hmm. that there are reasons for characters not to be. I think there's reasons for Jaeger not to be the spy. Um, but those... First Order spy, too. I, I kind of got confused with yeah. like resistance spy and First Order spy. Yeah, for sure. Talking, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, 
but uh, but at the same time, uh, that like a twist is a twist, and you know how you handle that twist is is just as important as the twist itself. So I don't know. It could it could be anybody. Um, but uh, thus far, I mean, like I don't think it's Doza. He's not the first order spy because he's doing business with the first order. So it's a little bit. It, that's murky it's gray but it is different there's a difference there um yeah could it be niku i think it could i can see i could see them revealing partway through the season that niku is actually nefarious and he's been putting on a front that's um, what i was thinking this whole stick about him being goofy and yeah yeah i can see that being yeah innocent and childlike and all that sort of thing it's just all part of a ploy but um I don't know. I it's it's uh, there's not enough information yet to make that kind of a determination, but we'll see. Yeah, he also talks about uh, you know the things that I think that stood out to us in the episode, which was um, you know the first order, uh, the billionaire yeah. legend of Kylo Ren, like he says here, like we're already hearing the name, the name starting to spread around, uh, even to this Colossus, where it is in the outer rim. They're starting to hear this name, Kylo. Ren, the First Order. So the legend uh, and and the uh, I guess the legend of the First Order and Kylo Ren is starting to, mm-hmm. to build. So uh, yeah, definitely uh, <clears throat> the stuff that kind of interested me the most in this week's episode. But um, that's it for this week. Mike, what do we got next week? What's going on? Ooh, ooh, ooh. We just got a message. Uh, we just got a comment a minute ago from Kyle Avery of Star Wars. Oh. The saga continues. So I'll just read yeah. this really quick and then we'll move on. Uh, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Based on the first few minutes, I thought I was going to be rolling my eyes at Kaz and Niku bumbling around the station the entire time. But I, it, but it got a lot, but I got a lot more interested once the first order got involved and the kids were talking about Kylo Ren. And I don't know why, but I actually really liked those turtle aliens. So yeah, <laughs> Kyle's on the same same page as us. But uh, yeah. thanks, Kyle, for writing in. Um, it's been a long time since we've read a comment from Kyle on one of our podcasts. I, I <laughs> like season two of Clone Wars, um, back on front lines, but, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, you guys know that you can hit us up anytime on Facebook, Twitter, uh, or Instagram now, but, um, we'll get into that in a second next week on star Wars resistance signal from sector six, <laughs> sector six, uh, went out on a routine training exercise. A distress signal sends Kaz and Poe to a damaged ship with strange life forms on board. Uh, Oscar Isaac returns as Poe Dameron, so that's mm. something to get excited about. I'm I'm very excited for this episode. Poe actually getting in on the action. Um, yeah, yeah. I, always good to have Poe back, and, and always we're good. Gonna get some uh, stuff out in space. We're gonna get a training exercise, not necessarily battle, but. Well, who knows? Yeah. You never know. Training exercise could lead to something crazy. Uh, so, yeah. Next yeah. week. We'll see. Hopefully, they're in X-Wings. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, that does it for this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening. As always, you can stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rebelspodcast and on Twitter at rebelspodcast and on Instagram at rebelcells. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at ArkWolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. Same on Instagram. And uh, you can follow Matt on Twitter and Instagram at the Crankster. That's Crankster with a K. Um, we're part of the, the Thunderquack podcast network. Head to Thunderquack.com. Check out all the other great podcasts in the network. And if you like what you hear, uh, support us by heading to store.thunderquack.com, picking up some merch, or by pledging your monthly support over at patreon.com slash thunderquack and uh, getting some cool rewards in the process uh we got lots of cool stuff going on all over the network all over patreon um things are kind of i i uh, we're kind of finding a, a new rhythm some things kind of switched around and that sort of thing but uh but we're figuring it out and uh good stuff's happening cool content being produced so uh stuff for you guys to check out thank you to everybody who does support us on patreon we appreciate it um but uh, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next week with Signal from Sector 6. Mm-hmm.